What's going on, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Hail to the Thorn. Today, we're switching flows up just a tad. We're switching sports. Usually, I talk football. That's what I've been talking about so far. It's mainly in season. College football, NFL, they're both in the playoffs. They're about to get into the offseason. Interesting stuff going on in football. Well, interesting stuff going on in the NBA today, and I'm going to report on it just like everybody else has. Media, the league, everybody's been going crazy. James Harden, this episode's dedicated to you. Let me first start by saying this. James Harden is a mysterious man to follow just his off-court habits, his traits. I was informed today that the man is a party animal. He's kind of like a little lower scheme Dennis Rodman. Dude will take his days off to go party, go celebrate, do whatever. Obviously, he was involved with that whole strip club thing going on, (laughs) disobeying NBA protocols for COVID season. James, I feel you, man. You just want to have fun and enjoy your life. Go for it, buddy. And also, (laughs) he's also one of the thickest players in the NBA, as the kids would say. Boy is looking like he is packing something, and I don't want to tell you where. I'll let you guys figure that one out. But, But enough with those jokes, and let's start talking for real. If you haven't seen, which I'm sure you all are aware if you're listening to this, James Harden, the Houston Rockets long-term shooting guard, has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And boy, was he traded for a lot and a lot of teams involved. We got the Rockets. We got the Nets, the two counterparts in the main deal of the trade. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers as well as the Indiana Pacers. What all did they give up? Well, let's break down this trade really quick. Starting with the main team, maybe the most beneficial team, at least for this year, the Nets. They received James Harden. The Rockets get Victor Oladipo in exchange from the Indiana Pacers. They also get Dante Exum and they get Rodonis Kuruks, very tough name to say there. They get three Brooklyn first rounders in the years 2022, 24, and 26, and a first round pick that was acquired from Milwaukee in 2022. They also get four Brooklyn first round swaps in those alternating years, meaning 2021, 23, 25, and 27. The other teams involved, the Pacers get Karis Lover and a second rounder acquired from Brooklyn, and the Cavs get Jared Allen and Torin Prince. In my opinion, there's a couple main focuses here on this draft. First, Victor Oladipo going to Houston, which is really beneficial for Houston. It allows for a guy with some presence, a guy who knows how to play basketball, knows how to play pretty well team basketball, um, a chance for him to really reestablish himself, get his feet back on the ground, a fresh start. Obviously, he had that gruesome injury, and he comes back, and not as much success as he wanted right away, but he is a very well-loved and respected player across the NBA. I personally enjoy him a lot. I had his jersey, so I'm a little bummed out about that. I'm probably going to have to sell that now, but it allows for the Rockets to have someone to go with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, who are the other two center uh, pieces in Houston right now, outside of James Harden, who's no longer there. The other main piece goes with the Rockets still. They have three first-round picks and another one from Milwaukee, and it allows for them to build up their team, build some young core, develop for the next 10 years. Also gives them trade flips, which is awesome. It's really just going to be helpful in the long run. So the Rockets get a good situation out of that, and they're not getting anything out of James Harden this year. He gave up on the franchise. He didn't like the situation. He was unhappy. It's been clear since the end of last season. There's my bone to pick with James Harden, too, and I think it should be noted about the KD thing. When KD left OKC after being up 3-1 against the Warriors and then leaving and signing with the Warriors the next year, KD never gave up on the Thunder. Kevin Durant never said, I want out because I know the Warriors are a better team. At least he stuck through until his contract was up for him to at least sign somewhere else. Of course, no one was happy when he signed with Golden State. He was doing it for himself. He wanted to win a championship. James Harden's unhappy 
with the fact that they're not winning and saying they're not good enough. Well, James Harden, you also didn't try these past four games. James Harden, four consecutive games with Houston here to finish up his career there, where he averaged under 20 points, which does not happen for a guy like James Harden. It actually is going to impact the stats here when we start to look at James Harden. But how are you not going to ridicule this man? And maybe it just hasn't happened yet because we're so blown away by the trade that James Harden gets to go every day and play a child's game and play it professionally. And he's very talented. Don't get me wrong, whether you love, hate, somewhere in between James Harden, he's very talented. One of the best scorers this league has ever seen. But you're taking it for advantage you know you're just doing it there's people relying on you and you say you love the city of houston well if you love the city of houston whether it's just the city if it's the people it doesn't have to be the organization itself you can't go out there and not try for the people you represent the people that help pay your salary and so it's just a disappointing finish to his time in houston because they did have multiple chances where they could have won a championship i know they came up short a few times and a lot of different players rolling in and out and maybe just maybe here's a hot take maybe james harden's the issue on why that team couldn't finish and obviously We'll see what he does in Brooklyn. That's a team that's going to be scary to watch, and we'll talk about it a little bit later here. But I hope that James Harden gets some kind of ridicule for the pursuit of this trade, for the rumors that he has caused, the stress on the organization, the fact that he didn't even finish out his contract, his time. He was demanding out. I think it's time to at least return the favor. Yeah, KD left, played for a super team. Well, now James Harden's going here with the team that was already projected to be a favorite in the East. So, it's just unfortunate and right as we thought we we're getting rid of super teams you know big three super teams it's it's starting to look like we might see some things shake up again but congrats to brooklyn they got their guy who they were looking for it seems like it was going to be between them and the sixers but let's take a look at james harden and let's talk about 2021 so far he's averaging 24.8 points that's going to be a little bit of an off read because obviously like i said the past four games james harden whether he's trying or not has put under 20 points which is unlike him he's still shooting 44.4 percent from the field 34.7 from three he's got 10.4 assists which is very impressive compared to his 7.5 a year ago but in 2020 he had 34.3 points now i understand it's early he's only played a few games and there's a lot of 2021 season left to go Hopefully we see Harden start putting up more numbers. The shot attempts go up. Hopefully the field goal percent stays around. He's been around a 44% shooter for most of his career. James Harden, as we remember, he's been selected to eight All-Stars. He was the 2011-2012, 12th, or sorry, 2011-2012 sixth man of the year. And he won the MVP in the 17-18 season. He teams up with the obvious monsters of Kevin Durant, who was a 10-time All-Star himself in an MVP season he had in Oklahoma City through 2013 and 2014. Kevin Durant is averaging 29.9 points right now, and he's shooting 53.5% from the field. This is uh, the highest amount of points he's averaged, and granted, it's only been through, I think, eight games he's played in. This is the highest amount of points he's averaged since his MVP season in Oklahoma City, which is very impressive and he's looking like he's coming off that injury very well he's got 7.8 rebounds and averaging 5.8 assists the man is doing great things and I'm glad like I said I think James Harden should get this ridicule I think he should be scrutinized for his decision his push to get this trade going instead of just sticking out his contract and he's getting paid and he's getting paid by the city that he so frequently said he loved but I get it you want to win a ring you want to be one of those guys you want to solidify your career but I hope there's backlash. I'm glad I can root. The reason I brought this up, I'm glad I can root for Kevin Durant again. Drafted by the Seattle Sonics, moved to Oklahoma City. Obviously, being from Seattle, I had to hate him because OKC, even though I still loved him, but then he makes that decision, ruins the league for me. But nothing but love for KD. I think he's awesome. But who else? Who else James Harden joined with? Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan. Kyrie obviously hasn't been playing. If you've been following the NBA, if you've been following the Nets, 
due to rumored personal reasons. Allegedly, he was at a party without a mask on. There's also potential that he's sitting out because of the rush on the Capitol building, which was a tragic event. Prayers out to everyone involved. And let's just really quick note, let's just hope we come back stronger from this as a country. But haven't seen much of Kyrie, but he is put up 27.1 points per game on 50% shooting. He's 42.6% from three. He's got 6.1 assists and 5.3 rebounds through seven of the 12 games that the Nets have played. We'll see when he comes back. The NBA is working out if the they're investigating his birthday party, family reunion, whatever it was, allegations. We'll see. With this trade, though, brings up kind of the interesting topic. It is the East one already 12 games to the season, now adding James Harden to the mix on the Nets. Brooklyn currently entering tonight is 6-6. Six six. They're a 500 ball club. But the East is going to be competitive throughout, um, whether it's Brooklyn runs the table. The rest of that Eastern Conference is going to be very competitive. It was a very good conference last year. It was super fun to watch that side of the bracket in the bubble in the postseason. Boston sitting at 7-3 at the top. That's the team that could challenge them, probably. More than likely, obviously, it's easy to say go with the top team that's in the East. Jalen Brown's having a fantastic year. Developing, showing you why he was picked by Boston so high. He's shooting lights out. Jason Tatum, the dynamic duo that they are, both have great potential both have opportunities to be all-stars this year very likely scenario there in Boston they got something brewing adding Tristan Thompson a veteran really helps get boards for the team and just move the ball around space the floor it's been that was a great addition by them you got to give it to them it allows Brown and Tatum to flow well and it's also going to matter if Kimball Walker can return from injury the Celtics have potential but the Nets have experience it's experience versus youth here and I don't think Tristan Thompson outboards DeAndre Jordan I think Jason Tatum hangs a little bit, but I don't think he outweighs Kevin Durant, especially if KD keeps putting on this monster season that he has. And as he continues to get more comfortable back being on the court, if Kyrie comes back and shines, he's going to give problems to the guards with his handling skills, with his passing ability. And then you got to worry about that third monster now, James Harden. Who do you put? Who do you guard? Who do you have to guard all three of these guys? Defensively, whether you can shoot out with them, defensively, you got to find a way to at least stop someone. And no, we don't know right now the chemistry that the Nets are going to build together. I think Kyrie Irving respects James Harden's ability on the floor and Kevin Durant obviously played with James Harden for a few years in Oklahoma City and they have a great relationship as well. And when you're three superstars and you have a chance to win a ring, there might be some jealousy issues about who's getting the ball, who's the leader. There was a little bit in that case in Golden State when KD was there with Clay and Steph and Draymond, but when you're winning, things are fun, right? So this team can win as long as they have success. There shouldn't be any problems, although I feel like they're dealing with two to three prima donnas on their team, but it's the name of the game now. Everyone's asking for a trade if they're unhappy, if they feel like they're a superstar, which James Harden is. No discredit to his skill again. No bashing on that level, but everyone that's good seems to ask for a trade. Even Anthony Davis, as great as he was, it paid off really well. He got his deal with the Lakers, and he won a championship, so maybe that's in store for James Harden. We'll have to wait and see that one out. But it makes the East a lot different. And the other team that you might think, well, this team could compete with Brooklyn because of their size is Milwaukee, Randall, Middleton, Giannis, Lopez. Able to control it, get some boards maybe. They don't have the shooting still, I think, to compete with them. Their defense has to be locked down for four wins, locked down for seven games because it would more than likely be a seven-game series. Any team that's probably going to beat them is going to have to take them to seven games, I'd imagine. And I, I believe that's a fair bet to say. Seven games at least to compete with the Brooklyn Nets now that they have this great of a shooting team. Milwaukee's problem is they don't really have a lot of shooting. Giannis is going to throw things off a little bit. Their playoff struggles have shown the past two years. Maybe the third year they get it over the hump. But again, I, I just don't think they can hang with the shooting of Brooklyn. 
chemistry is going to play a role in all of these matchups that matter because these teams that are competing right now in the East have been established. They've been together, but right now, Brooklyn, we don't know, but it's likely <laughs> they're going to win games, so they're going to be happy. Safe to assume winning translates to happiness. The next team that poses maybe the biggest threat is Philadelphia. Again, what's going to make it? You were asking me if you're there right now. We're like, Philly probably can't shoot that well. They got Danny Green, Brick City for the LA Lakers in the finals. No offense, just wanted to get a slight joke in there. But they got Tobias Harris. They got Seth Curry. They got Milton. They got Maxi. They got some guys who could shoot it a little bit. They got, obviously, the two superstars in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, who aren't really shooters, but Simmons can move the ball. He can create space. He can drive. Embiid's going to box you out and bully you in the paint. It's a likely chance here, but what puts them over the edge now? Well, like I said previously or earlier in this podcast, the two teams competing to get James Harden were the Brooklyn Nets who won that. Again, congratulations to the Nets for getting James Harden. And the Philadelphia 76ers. They didn't get him. What's the play that Brooklyn, excuse me, what's the play that Philadelphia can do to compete with the Nets? Because you're going to need a shooter. You're going to need a scorer here still, I believe, to take this team to seven games. And your shot of winning is seven games. And you have to play immaculate defense to beat this team because of how great, how well they can score. They can shoot the ball beyond the line. Who do you get? You make the tra- trade for Bradley Beal. That's what it's got to be. And I don't have the package for you. I've been trying to follow some Bradley Beal deals. They'd have to give up a ton. Bradley Beal's been arguably the best scorer this year. Statistically, he is. Some packages that you may have seen or that I've seen that kind of make sense is the Sixers would receive Bradley Beal and Ish Smith. They'd have to give up Tobias Harris, Matisse Teibel, a 2021 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, and a swap in 2027 or somewhere around there, which is easily doable. You're sacrificing some shooters and a good player for a role player and a excellent score that gives you a chance to compete for the East, especially now you got to make a play to keep the NBA interesting, to keep the East interesting. The only thing stopping the Nets to at least win the East is themselves. Another trade possibility that I saw, not from a great source, but said that the Wizards get Tyrese Maxey, Danny Green, Mike Scott, and Isaiah Joe. And in turn, the Sixers would get Bradley Beal. Less likely, I feel like first round picks got to be in this situation, especially for how great Bradley Beal has been this season. And the Washington Wizards would need a lot in return to at least build for the future. So I think picks got to be involved some way or another. I think maybe it could be a multi-team deal again. There's a lot up in the air, but if you're the Sixers and you want to compete for the East and you want to compete to win now because you feel like Embiid and Simmons window to win the East and play in the finals is right now, then you need to make that play to add that third superstar to the team. Bradley Beal's the guy. Got to make that play because the Nets are just too good. The other team that stops the Nets from winning it all is obviously the defending champs. It's Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. Enough said there, but for them to even beat the Nets is starting to look like a stretch. The guards contained James Harden really well in the Rockets series last year when they played in the 2020 Western Conference playoff semifinals. But regardless, different team, different setup. It's not just Russell Westbrook that they're dealing with, and they were dealing with a Russell Westbrook that was coming off an injury. James Harden still shot 29.4 points per game, had 50% from the field goal, 37.8 from three, and 7.2 assists with a limited Russell Westbrook. Now he's got KD and Kyrie, who are two all-stars, two NBA all-teams, amazing players, another MVP on his team in Kevin Durant. It's going to take a lot. They have to play fantastic defense, and they have to limit the turnovers to beat the Nets. But that's what it is. James Harden shakes up the whole NBA. 
and he needs to shake up his diet maybe if these pictures really show what he looks like boy is thick i'm gonna say it again he is thick <laughs> but yeah I, I don't really talk too much on nba but when interesting trades pop up like this and all this speculation it's fun to dive into i love watching the sport i'm more knowledgeable in football and baseball so bear with me if you have anything you want me to add text me i'd love to get a little more insider on this what you think about the east what you think about the finals but yeah that's gonna wrap this one up i'm glad you guys listened this trade was crazy we'll see how it all plays out i hope the nets actually do well because it's fun to watch three players play really well but regardless that's going to end it for this one. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Hail to the Thorn. I appreciate all the love and support you're giving me. Keep sending it that way. Keep letting these views go up. I appreciate every single one of you that takes the time to listen to me, whether it's for one second, five seconds, or the whole thing. It's all love. Have a great day, everyone. Peace.